2: Today is Sunday, June 9th, and this is Celtics Beat on the CLNS Media Network, the leading online provider of audio-video coverage of the Boston Celtics. I'm Adam Kaufman. Episode 318 featuring the Boston Herald's Mark Murphy is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. Go to clnsmedia.com slash Celtics Beat and use the promo code CLNS50 for a 50% bonus on your first deposit. Today's show is also brought to you by Quip. Go to getquip.com slash Celtics, get your first refill pack for free. When you buy your first electric toothbrush. NBA summer in full swing welcome everyone back into Celtics beat I know the NBA finals ongoing and there'll be time to talk about that we're not doing it today though we're not worried about the Warriors and Raptors and however that ends because we're so consumed by all that is the Celtics and all the reports especially with people like uh, Adrian Wojnarowski getting involved you know when when he speaks godfather of national NBA reporting naturally we listen especially when it uh, does involve the seas and another guy who is Known to break stories and very closely tied to everything that happens with the Celtics. Kind enough to join me here on this show, and that is the Boston Herald's Mark Murphy. Murph, how are you? Good, good. Just preparing for the era of the Brooklyn Nets, apparently. (laughs) Yeah, it seems that way, and and we'll talk about that uh, along with a million other things. And, of course, if people don't know, that centers specifically around Kyrie Irving, who it, it looks increasingly like is going to be a former Celtic, but again, we'll get there. First time, though, just a, a few days ago, Danny Ainge spoke with the media since his mild heart attack during the second round of the playoffs. He's back to work. He said he's not going anywhere. He's, you know, he and, and Austin Ainge and everybody involved in the scouting department, they've already worked out about, I don't know, maybe 80 guys now at this point with the draft approaching June 20th. So the offseason very much in full swing, and, uh, you know, we're going we're gonna to hear a lot of what Ainge had to say as well in this particular show, but I had Sean Devney on last week, and I'm going to start with the first thing that I asked him. I want to get your opinion on this as well. What do you think as things stand right now? Because Danny alluded to this. He said that not knowing Kyrie's future, there's... You know, usually it's I don't know what he said. Plan A through F or whatever. Typically in an off season, right now it's A through Z. What do you think Danny Ainge's plan A, B, and C is?
3: I think A, B, and C are trades that you have no idea about. I think <laughs> <clears throat> I think that he has to, and he Danny's been known to get very creative with his dealing, uh, and I think that his full powers are going to be necessary right now because uh, personally, I think Kyrie is leaving, as do a lot of people. Uh, I think that, you know, they're not going to be able to go out and get a major free agent just because of their cap constraints. Mm -hmm. So I think the only option that's left to them is some kind of a big trade. And, uh, you know, he's looking at that. And as he said the other day, it's all happening right now.
2: Who do you think we know about Anthony Davis, and we'll talk about Anthony Davis, but beyond A.D., is there that, I don't know, maybe just in back channels, in in the inner circles that you deal with, are there any names that you're hearing that that people might find surprising that we're not even thinking about right now that Danny may be pursuing who may come available?
3: The one that occurred to me with the Rockets, guys, you know, but they're Again, according to Woj, you know, all but James Harden on the table, Danny. Right. It, it would really it'd be going for a
2: real aging character, but Danny has long been in love lovely Chris Paul but three years and 124 million left on that deal. You think that's even remotely
3: realistic? That that really ties you up. No, just thinking about possibilities because there's, there's a lot of, a lot of stuff out there that people wouldn't have thought was realistic, that now you have to start considering Mm -hmm. because I think he's got to do something pretty exotic, but I, You know, that's one possibility. Clint Capella, although you might have a young Clint Capella and Robert Williams. um, And the other, and the one that I've been talking with people about recently is the fact that they just, you hope that Gordon Hayward gets better and you just go ahead with the package you have. But what's happening down in Brooklyn now, you're going to be competing with a new major force in the Eastern Conference if these things fall together the way that Nets seem to have engineered.
2: Well, all right, so before we dive into all this Nets stuff, because it is really interesting, let's hear a little bit from Danny because he faced, and you were there, several questions on Kyrie Irving's future. Here's a a chunk of it. What
4: was the exit interview like with Kyrie? It's good. I remember uh, a few months ago you talked about uh, you can't do anything until obviously for agency starts, mm-hmm. uh, you use the analogy kind of like, that's when you
0: can kind of have the wedding, if you will. Mm-hmm. Is the wedding still on? I don't know. I mean, I, there's not much I can say about that, honestly, but there's ongoing conversations. Okay. Yeah, we'll just have to wait and see what happens there. Okay. But well, he hasn't given, or his camp hasn't given you an indication that he does not want to come back here? I have not received that indication, no. Okay. Are you hopeful just to get a, you know, obviously there's the draft, a lot of potential
4: possibilities in terms of trades and stuff like that that may or may not depend on what you guys do you're hopefully get an indication from him
0: you know before free agency starts about his future yeah but uh i'm not i'm you know he he can do what he wants it's it's not it's his choice to to do what he wants but um sure i'd like to have answers to all your questions right now that would be nice then i could, you know relax even more but it's a busy time of year and there's a lot of unanswered questions with free agency and draft all the players on a roster, all of that. Without those answers, how do you fall? Right? Like, is there a
4: domino that has to fall first, or how do you?
0: No, I don't think there, there necessarily is, Chris. <clears throat> I mean, there's a there's a there's a domino that would fall if like it was my world and, and, and wanted to do everything that I wanted, but um, it doesn't work that way. And um, so we just prepared for lots of. And right now, I mean, today, this you know, we're preparing for the draft and we're preparing to make draft picks and at the same time this afternoon we'll probably be looking at possible trades for those draft picks and um having conversations with people around the league so it's all going on right now there's a lot of discussion we have a, a variety of ways of way we could we can make our team different and um hopefully better And we're looking at those options.
2: Is there anything you can do roster-wise that would encourage Kyrie to re-sign I don't know the answer
0: to that. Yeah, I don't know that yet.
2: So, Mark, obviously there's a lot there. There's also not a lot there, depending on how you want to look at it. But a day after Ainge met with the media, Adrian Wojnarowski had the report that Kyrie Irving is serious about joining the Nets. And the Nets are serious about beating the Knicks and other teams to lure big free agents. This, of course, comes in the wake of Stephen A. Smith shouting about Kyrie going to the Nets a few weeks after shouting about him going to the Knicks, Stephen A is he's he's always shouting. And it would be it would be very interesting. It'd be very interesting if after all these years of us making fun of the Nets and the Nets picks and all of that stuff that they come and steal Kyrie away and and totally mess up this Celtics chase for a championship and and set them back now in in their build, but that was really the first time I thought because I've I've been among the Kyrie's coming back. You know, I'm I, I feel like I'm the leader of that camp. I've I've really not swayed from it. But this is the first time it felt like Ange was resigning himself to Irving possibly moving on and talking about him kind of in the past tense. Do you think his expectation is that Kyrie's leaving? I know you said yours is, but do you think his is?
3: I think he's really. He's planning for that event, and I think he's probably planning more now than ever, especially if this trade is, this uh, Woj report is true, which... The Allen grab trade to free up
2: space. Yeah.
3: Yeah. It's, uh, you know, if they get two max slots and all of a sudden Kyrie's two slots dude prediction goes to Brooklyn as well as the Knicks. Uh, But I... You know, Sherrod's question about it, is the wedding still on? Uh, you know, Danny sounded like he had just got a call from his fiancée on the bench in uh, the Dominican Republic <laughs> <Right>. somewhere, <laughs> you know? It, 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 it's, yeah. it's uh, you know, he did sound kind of resigned. Um, it's, they, they have ongoing conversations, but it's, it, he didn't sound particularly encouraged. Um, I, I think it was a lot to, that you could read into Danny's tone. I think he would have been a little more upbeat if he thought he that they were still in the ballpark with Kyrie. Uh, the other thing on that same day, if you're into conspiracy theories, was the day that Kyrie decided to go walking with a camera crew through his old neighborhood in yeah. New Jersey and interview his own. His old crossing guard. You know, it's mm-hmm. great to be. It's great to be home and all that stuff. I mean, uh, apparently he has bought a new home in South Orange, which is where he grew up. So, you know, the little dribs and drabs like that point to him going back in that direction. Uh, well, didn't he I, too
2: have not? Not to cut you off, sorry. Didn't he also have? I don't remember it exactly, but some cryptic language in in the Instagram post saying that. You know, home isn't just where the heart is, it's where the heart stays. Something like, you know, something like that.
3: Yeah, yeah, which, uh, where the heart stays, that can mean that his heart was always down there. Right. You know? Yeah. Uh, he, he's a, he's a, he's a, you know, when you talk to people across the league, the one thing that always comes back is, well, he's a different kind of dude. Mm. He's, uh, he's, you know, he's, very hard to read and going back to all the stuff that happened back in February uh, when he backtracked on his premature commitment to the Celtics, you know, it, any number of things could have set him up, uh, including the reports that he wanted to go play with LeBron again, you know, which were, you know, most people believe reports that were planted by LeBron's agent, Rich mm-hmm. Paul, which I can see in a way really ticking Kyrie off. He, he's conflicted. He, you know, part of him really misses playing with LeBron. Part of him wants to be his own guy. Part of him wants to save a franchise, but now I think after his experience in Boston, realizes that he cannot do it as the league guy. He He gets too impatient with his younger teammates. Um, and that's one thing that I find really enticing about the Nets. I mean, I just love some of the players they have. You know, they're all role players, so they'll all they'll all fit in right behind Kyrie. You got guys like Dinwiddie, Lavert, um, you know, D'Angelo Russell, who I know he really likes this is another story because he may have to go if they if the Nets are to bring in two max guys. But I think that. You know, there, there were guys he will trust. I mean, I the one thing about the Knicks rumors that always I found kind of questionable was him going to that team, even with Durant. And if he's going to lose patience with guys like Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, I mean, what what was he going to do with those young Knicks guys? I mean, right. he would be he would be reaching for the Alpha Pelter by October, you know. <laughs> but but it but I think that I think this Nets possibility is fascinating. I mean it, it just seems like it's coming together and I think Sean Marks is just doing an amazing job already. I mean what how how ironic, I hate that word, but how ironic would it be if the
2: Nets won the title before the Celtics after all this? I, I can't even wrap my head around that possibility. <laughs> <laughs> I want to take a quick break to tell you today's show is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. NBA Finals, they're underway, as we know. Almost a handful of games in at this point. There is not a lot of time left to get in on the action. Both teams, right now, as I chat with you, Minus 110 to win the series, all right? So decide which way you want to go. It's a very compelling series. In addition to all that, betonline.ag allows you to do custom player props during games. You can pick a player, pick your stat. betonline.ag gives you a line for all of it. Go to clnsmedia.com slash Celticsbeat to get a 50% bonus when you sign up and use the promo code CLNS50. Don't be left on the sideline with all this excitement going on on the court, all right? Plus, you can play in BetOnline's Virtual Casino. Make some money there, too. And you've always got futures bets you can play. MLB season is already, what, a third of the way through. NFL futures are already out. We just had mini camps going on with teams like the Patriots, NHL playoffs, too. Bruins still fighting for that championship. There's a lot going on in the sporting world. Whatever you do, make sure you use betonline.ag. Use the promo code CLNS50 for a 50% bonus on your first deposit. Just go to clnsmedia.com slash Celtics beat. I know there's a, a segment, a, an increasingly large segment of Celtics fans, and this goes back to when he was still in uniform and in the playoffs and even in the regular season when he's making different comments that would rub people the wrong way that just say, go, we don't want you here anymore, right. this this isn't right. working. So there would be people that wouldn't exactly be shedding tears if Kyrie Irving ends up leaving, even if it is to the Nets and turn this thing upside down a little bit. But you know, I, I just wonder, from an organization standpoint, and maybe you've been into some of this stuff behind the scenes. But was all the coddling of, of Kyrie worth it? Or even if he comes back, is the coddling worth it? Because he's just, he's a superstar in, in that diva definition that needs it. And Brad and Danny and Wick, everyone always said the right stuff about him missing games, taking trips, playing in the All-Star game after missing regular season games. He wasn't on the bench for Game 7 when the team was eliminated from the playoffs last year he was you know off having his his nose procedure or whatever it was but it had to be all of this stuff especially knowing knowing danny as we do it had to be just eating him up inside and these guys having to having to really just bow down to to a guy just in in hopes of keeping him happy so that he would he would come back and stay because it's it's not how they historically operate as an organization they don't tend to behave that way with with that type of player they've never really needed to
3: and you don't know maybe there wasn't enough coddling in Kyrie's head, you know it's uh that's a scary he thought how, he said he saw how lebron he saw the concessions that lebron received in cleveland you know i mean is getting all his people on staff i mean it, it, it's it you know, I mean, I'm, it's just conjecture on my part now, but i i don't I don't think he ever really bought in. Uh, I think he, I don't think he bought into Brad. You know, he gave Brad lip service, but I think there's something to be uh, I think there's something to be said for Razier's comments, where. They would draw something up in the huddle and then they went out on the floor and things would just happen the way Kyrie wanted them to happen. I'm mm. I'm not sure he's a guy who can be coached. You know, he LeBron's not a guy who can be coached. LeBron wants, a he coach wants his guy basically gonna take his lead. Right. Yeah. And and I I think Kyrie learned all his behavior from LeBron. Um, you know, And the problem is, as you saw in the last four games of the Milwaukee series, when Kyrie just decides to take it all on himself, he doesn't have the same ability. He can't win a game the way LeBron can, even though he hit that huge shot in Golden State those years back. Uh, He is not. He's a ball-dominant point guard. He, The way he knows how to win is by making shots, not by setting up his teammates to get better, although his assist numbers are up this year.
2: So building on that, though, knowing that the offense is, is more fluid when he's not on the court, and I'm not saying it's a better offense, but it's a more fluid Offense and more guys are involved and spreading the ball around. Yes, the assist numbers were better, and I, I thought that was going to be the case because you yeah. just had more talent around him. And and so I mean, look, the guy had a great statistical year. So take nothing mm-hmm. away from him. He was All NBA and and all of that stuff. But as Danny does with anybody, if not for the fact that the Celtics look at Kyrie as an asset. That contract is into the luxury tax and all of that, whereas if he leaves for nothing, you get nothing, and it's not like you can just go sign another Max guy, as you noted before. It's it's very important to bring him back from the standpoint of just having that asset, that tradable contract or, or that all-NBA caliber player, and if you lose that, it feels like you've failed in making that trade that they did a couple of years ago, even though Danny said no regrets and all of that stuff. But Do you think the Celtics definitely want irving back or after this experiment over the last couple he not someone that Ainge even wants to hand a max deal to given the attitude questions the fact that he's not a leader doesn't take accountability the history of criticizing and shunning and ignoring teammates here and in cleveland the injury history you never know when those knees are gonna go and and just you know the fact that i've talked about this for a long time that winning doesn't appear to be the most important thing to him is that someone that Ainge definitely wants back in the first place
3: I think want and <clears throat> I think what you want to do and what you have to do are two very different things in this situation. I think they're stuck. If he wants to come back, I think they have to take him. It's, uh, you know, he, I think there are guys who suffered in his presence this year. I think Jason Tatum took steps back as, as much as he and Kyrie are good friends because of their Duke connection, I think that Tatum really sort of went off the tracks a little bit this season because with Kyrie in there, all the things he does well sort of disappear. You know, he becomes a spot-up shooter who generally, when Kyrie decides it's time to win the game, ends up just standing there in space without the ball. So, but, you know, you have to take him back. And You know, it's. I think that's increasingly unlikely.
2: Ryan Russillo was on the Bill Simmons podcast a couple of days ago. I don't know if you heard it at all, but the two of them were talking a little bit about Kyrie and and just how he felt about Boston. I want to play you just this short sample and, and get your feelings because I think it'll kind of build on some of the stuff you've already been talking about here.
4: I talked to one guy who was the same guy that told me Durant was going to the Warriors in January of that year. Yeah. The same guy said... Don't fall for it with this Kyrie stuff. Don't fall for it all year long because he he's not coming back. He's not coming back. He's not coming back. He's not coming back. And when everybody thought he was coming back, the same guy was like, he's not. He's like, I'm telling you right now, he's not. So I think Kyrie, and just looking at his Instagram post that would make 311 jealous, Kyrie just knew, let me just play it this way. And either he convinced Boston he was coming back or Boston's game plan as a front office was everybody they talked to just positive, positive, positive. Kyrie's coming back. Kyrie's coming back. It's a certainty. It's a lock. It's the whole thing. I don't think Kyrie had any intention of sticking around. And I think it goes back to last year in the playoffs and not showing up. I think it's – You just mean when different... he didn't show up for a Game 7 because he was on an o- Uncle Drew publicity tour? Yeah. I think all this stuff is connected. and He's the leader wh- of the team. Whether Boston knew it and played it a certain way or Kyrie played them – and that's fine because, what they gave up asset wise, it was a great risk. I support yeah, it. It's and good trade.
2: So, did you get the impression, Murph, that, like you said, obviously he didn't really buy in, and and maybe just gave Brad lip service? Did you get the impression he just he didn't really want to be in Boston? Was it was it just did did all of that start when things kind of started to go south? Was it ever really genuine that that he was happy, or was it you know does it kind of go back to the moment that that he threw that? pass the alley-oop attempt to Gordon Hayward, and Hayward went down awkwardly five minutes into their time together, and it just it never recovered from there?
3: Maybe. I mean, and, you know, some of the stuff Ryan said is very interesting. I think that, you know, in I, I think maybe Boston was a means to another end, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. You know, he wanted to get out of Cleveland so badly, okay. I'll go to Boston. I'll say all the things that sort of get me over with people for the time being. Yeah, I buy that. I mean, I don't know that's what happened, but I could see him, you know, oh, Boston's a great sports city. And, you know, I mean, now I get to go to a great sports city. Uh, you know, he goes in front of the season ticket holders. I'll, I want to come back if you want me. He writes a Nike commercial about getting his number retired. I mean, it, it's really cynical stuff, but maybe he was just saying that stuff to get over and not catch a lot of slack this year.
2: The stuff that I played you earlier from Ainge, one of the questions in there, I think it was the last one from Forsberg, if I remember right, and it was, you know, is there anything that you can do to your roster to entice Kyrie to stay? And And Danny said no. And I heard it, right. and obviously he's he's not going to go and list a series of names but i heard it and the first thought in my mind was well what about anthony davis we've been spending all this time talking about anthony davis if you added anthony davis wouldn't Kyrie be more inclined to want to stay and danny may as well have been talking about davis by the way when he said this
0: there's always risk in making deals and uh, so not, we're not afraid of risk we, we made a risk by trading for Kyrie, and no matter what happens with Kyrie, we'll i'll never regret that Let's move on to the next deal.
2: So knowing now that the Pelicans are fielding offers, that according to the athletic Sham Sharania, and that he's reportedly most interested in the Lakers, Knicks, and Clippers, even though the best packages, as we've talked about in great detail, can come from the Celtics, the Knicks, the Lakers, the Nets, maybe, I suppose. But is is Ainge prepared to go all in? Is he prepared to risk it all give up Tatum, give up Smart, give up the 14th pick, give up whatever it is he needs to give up, and potentially be you know held hostage again, effectively what he was with Irving these last couple of years, but Davis for one year with no guarantees whatsoever. Is he prepared to take that risk again on another potential flight risk?
3: With, with his current flight risk leaving? No, I don't think so. I, I just can't see. He's worked hard to get all these assets. He's He does have young talents that needs more seasoning. But to give up all these assets now for a guy who, and I don't believe Anthony Davis wants to play in Boston. uh, No, I don't see that.
2: Obviously, Ainge is going to make the call. I'm sure he already has. And and we know that he's buddy-buddy with David Griffin. They've, They've known each other for decades at this point. They used to work together in Phoenix. How aggressively does Ainge go after Davis then? Because he's he's going to at least make an offer. It may not be top-of-the-line offer, but there's going to be an offer. He's going to try and get him for something. What do you think Ainge sure, is willing to part sure. with?
3: Um, without Tyree, I don't think he will. I mean, I my take on what he said the other day, you know, you always move on to the next deal. I think the next deal is an unknown. I don't think the next deal is Anthony Davis. I think it's something that he's and I think he's when he said, you know, it's all going on now. Yeah, he's he's trying to pull something else out um because right now the marketplace is not working in his favor. And I think the options especially if as I do believe Kyrie's gone, if that's the case, I think the options are things that we don't know
2: about yet. So no Kyrie, no Davis. No Kyrie, no Davis. I don't see it. One thing that I floated a couple of weeks ago to Himmelsbach and we started talking about because no one's really talked about this and it just kind of occurred to me and and I'm I'm surprised it hasn't gotten more traction. And maybe it hasn't gotten more traction because it's just it's not realistic. Maybe it's it's just something that's that's dancing around in my mind and that's all it is. Let's say Kyrie looked at the Celtics and said, All right, you know what? There are a lot of good pieces here. I last year went to crap, but I still believe that that maybe we have something here. If you can add Anthony Davis, like get me another legit superstar beside me, and and I believe we can do something here. But where Kyrie, right. it, but where, but, but here is the wrinkle: everyone talks about Kyrie in a max contract. What if Kyrie looks at the trend in the NBA over the last handful of years and says, "I am not going to do it that way. We're going to do it my way. You trade for Davis, give up what you got to get to bring him in. We're going to." Be a very talented team. We're gonna we're gonna chase the East and chase a championship, and especially if Toronto doesn't bring back Kawhi and all that stuff. But I want the one plus one. So you're gonna have AD on a right. one year deal, and he could leave, and you're gonna have me on a one year deal. We're gonna see how things go. But I'm gonna have an option on that second year. Is that something? Is that a risk that is worth it to Danny, or does he just say, "I'm I'm out. I'm good."
3: I think Danny would take that
2: risk. Is it realistic you know, that that could happen? Do you think?
3: I think it could. Uh, you know, that's, you know, taking a page out of his buddy Durant's book, sure. Uh, and or LeBron. Right, that, that is a new trend. That is a new trend, yes. Um, but just has, have things soured here so much for Kyrie at this point. I mean, he's everything he's done, I mean, and, one moment that sticks out in my head is in uh, game four of the Milwaukee series where he's 11 seconds to go in the game, and he's already into the player's tunnel and out of the arena. I mean, yeah. he, you know, he's, I think he wants to be out of here.
2: And then after the series, saying he wasn't even disappointed by losing.
3: Right, right. <laughs>
2: There's no accountability yeah, whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. Just... No, 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 no.
3: And uh, he's not an accountable guy.
2: He, He's not. Where would it go he's, so bad? Uh, Where'd it go so bad? I mean, everybody talks about the media, and I I think we. You know, we in the media like to have a high opinion of ourselves and all that. And that's more, you know, that I don't include people like you who's who's a real journalist. I'm talking about, like, you know, the loudmouths, the talking heads, the people that, that feel like they really they really ruffle feathers. And, hey, everyone's listening to us and all that stuff. And I think there is some truth to that. We know the athletes listen to sports talk radio. They watch some of the TV. That stuff does happen. They can't block out all the noise. And even if they can, their families don't. So it all gets back to them in the first place. But was it the media? Was it something within the organization? Was it was it the makeup of the roster? Was it Rosier nipping it at Kyrie's heels? Was it the Hayward injury? I mean, where did it, if this is it, if Kyrie leaves, where do you think it really went south? I,
3: I think his disappointment in the roster was a big part of it. Um, Gordon, you know, his uh, oh, what was it? Was it the game in Orlando where Gordon didn't throw in the inbounds pass yeah. and he suddenly spins in Gordon and throws his arms up and walks away from him while Gordon's left him the position of feeling foolish and trying to, you know, get him to talk. It's, I, I think he, uh I think he just lost patience. I think he lost patience with Jalen Brown, you know, who actually I thought ended up having a pretty good year. Uh You know, it's, it's that early road trip in Portland when Kyrie says, Oh, well we could really use an old veteran around here to set people straight.
1: Mm-hmm. When
3: Al Horford sitting across the locker room from him, uh, you know, he, he just didn't show the proper respect to his teammates. I thought. Often. And, <laughs> yeah. And, and not just, uh, not just the young guys, you know, it's uh I think, I just think he gets disappointed very quickly in the roster. And, uh, you know, uh, going back to Rozier's comments again, you know, he also didn't always believe in the game plan. I think all those things sort of mounted up. And if you take a look at Ty Lu, who he had some success with, um, But the thing with Ty is Ty defers to his stars. I think he wanted a coach who deferred to his stars more.
2: Let's do one more break because today's show is also brought to you by Quip. And brushing your teeth, it's one of life's most important daily activities. And yet, most of us, we don't do it properly. Quip is the premier electric toothbrush on the market. Created by dentists and designers, Quip was designed to make brushing your teeth more simple, affordable, and most of all, enjoyable. Quip answers all the questions you have with ordinary electric toothbrushes. Quip uses sensitive sonic vibrations, gentle enough for your gums. People are notorious for brushing too hard, and other electronic toothbrushes, they can be too rough on your mouth. Quip also eliminates the clutter in your bathroom. You don't need some clunky charger taking up counter space. Quip's battery life can last up to three months on one charge. And Quip makes brushing simpler with automatic delivery of new brush heads every three months for just five bucks. That's it. So what are you waiting for? Improve your dental hygiene with Quip today. It's backed by over 20,000 dental professionals. Go to getquip.com Celtics. Get your first refill pack for free when you buy your first toothbrush. That's getquip.com Celtics. Let's get back to Mark. One thing that Danny had said, I won't play the clip, but he just talked about the, the various reasons this team underachieved, failed, didn't succeed, call it what you want, maybe all the above. And he said it's... Okay. You know, it's not just Kyrie, and Kyrie gets gets a lot of the blame as as the face, but it wasn't just him. There there wasn't total buy-in. Guys didn't seize their roles, other than he actually said that Kyrie Irving and Al Horford, those are really the two guys that did seize their roles, and he spoke glowingly right. about Jalen Brown and Gordon Hayward for the way that they handled their situations, but, you know, we know Terry Rozier did not buy in, and, and you know, that's, that's become clear in his ESPN interviews and everything else, but... But who else didn't buy in? If there wasn't that total 100% buy-in, I don't think Danny was singling out one guy. So who else didn't buy in?
3: Well, Marcus Morris was outspoken. I I think that when when he played well, I mean, thank God for Marcus Morris, actually. He he was like a Band-Aid that was holding the whole body together for a while there. But I... That's you know I mean the, the, I think Tatum was one of them. Absolutely, that's what I, I wondered. Think Tatum, I think Tatum. Uh, I th- I thought defensively he was he he was really lacking. I think offensively he started settling for jumpers. Um, he and the thing that drove you know and I, I did the season-ending report card and I brought this up. The thing that drove me nuts about Tatum every single non call he was complaining to the refs is his guy was getting down the break. Getting back down the floor of the break. You know, he just he got a little entitled. And um you know, I think he has to be brought back to earth. I think he's a I think he's a great asset. I think he's a guy that without Kyrie will really flourish. I, he has to be he has to be a focal point and I think he sort of Lost that this year, but yeah, I think I think Tatum was a problem. I think you know, obviously Terry, uh, you know Terry, who considers himself a starting point guard and isn't really a true point guard. Uh, you know, it's uh, and I think it just sort of went down the roster like that. You know, and I and one thing I do buy into is the belief that the Celtics had too many chefs and not enough line cooks. You know, mm-hmm. not Not enough, uh, just not enough glue guys. I mean, not enough role players. You know, Terry should have been a role player. That would have made a big difference. But there were times when you were, when he was out there and you found yourself wishing that Brad Wanamaker was on the floor.
2: Yeah, you're not alone in feeling that way. It's uh, you know, there there really it's I've talked about this a lot in the past, so we don't need to do it now, but that's that's kind of the problem with them having so much success the year before without Kyrie Irving, Gordon Hayward is that it it led to that, uh, you know, some guys, Terry, Tatum, Brown, guys getting a little too big for their britches too quickly and not wanting to settle back, obviously, into those role player type roles around the, uh, you know, the the big dogs, if you will. But, you know, what you said is interesting about Jason Tatum and entitlement, and maybe this is just low hanging fruit, but I know that was kind of one of the concerns when people started hearing whenever it was last summer that he was working out a little bit with Kobe. Right. And now you see, now now you see some of the photos just in the last couple of days. Jalen Brown is, is out working out with Carmelo Anthony. And I'm looking, I'm looking at these things and I'm going Murph, I'm going like, Jesus, like are, are these guys surrounding themselves with the right guys, you know, with, with the right. Yeah. These are two very skilled guys. And these are, these are hall of famers. But are these mentally the guys that you want your budding stars to surround themselves with if you're Danny Ainge in the Celtics organization? Right,
3: right. And, you know, uh, the Tatum-Kobe thing, I mean, you know, talk about a pl- somebody, you know, as great as Kobe was. I mean, he has nothing in common with Tatum in terms of what their offensive skills are. I, The, the only thing I can hope with uh, Jalen Brown and Melo is that, they play two totally different positions, and they have absolutely nothing in common. That Jalen rep- recognizes that. I, I think Jalen, I think Jalen figured it out by the end of the season. I actually liked the way he was doing things. Hopefully, he keeps his mind straight on that.
2: Yeah, and he had a good postseason too. It wasn't just you know the last half of the regular season. He did. I'm, I'm with you. He finished strong. You'd, you'd like to see him continue to flourish here. Hopefully, but as far as Terry, yeah. let's do a little bit more on Terry uh, before we move on because. Danny said this on, on Terry effectively, that he's open to a return.
0: You guys know I'm a right. big fan of Terry's. Um, you know, I, I I don't always agree with how everybody handles the media, just like they probably don't agree with how I, I handle the media and things that I say, but um, we don't always think alike. And that's what makes the game fun. But I'm a big fan of Terry's. Um, I think that... You know, he. Ha- I think that if Terry was in the right circumstance, in the right role, like I think he'd love playing in Boston, is my opinion, and um, if not, then I think Terry would let me know that, that Terry and I have a very good relationship, as Terry does with Brad as well.
2: So I know a lot of fans tired of Terry's crap toward the end and the comments that he made after the season and wished he would have kept his mouth shut. I know the Celtics felt the same way and and got annoyed by it as well, but... It shouldn't come as any surprise whatsoever that if Irving leaves, as so many people expect, that Ainge is gonna to wanna to bring Rosier back and he's gonna to wanna to bring him back on on the right deal, you know, probably a, a four year deal and you're probably looking at upwards of of I don't know, forty eight, fifty million dollars, whatever it is, and, and you know, maybe you disagree with the terms and you can tell me what you think. But is is that the right move? Knowing what we know of Rosier and hearing him and the fact that, you know, I, I I don't think he's a team first guy. I think he, he thinks he is kind of like, you know, Kyrie thinks he's a good leader and he's not a good leader. I don't think Terry is is necessarily someone that's thinking about his teammates before he's thinking about himself. I, I think that all of that just, just spilled out over the course of these ESPN interviews. Does it make sense? Is that really the right move or is it just a lack of other available options that, you're almost kinda of hamstrung to bring Rosier back if if that's what's sitting there.
3: Yeah, I agree with that last thing you said. I think um you know, what else is there? You can't just go out and try and get Kemba Walker, for example. I mean they're gonna they're gonna need a real point guard and I don't think Terry's a real point guard. He I don't think he's a particularly good passer. He still hasn't learned how to throw a proper lob, which believe me, is actually a problem when you want to develop your big man attacking the rim. Um, you know, he's best looking for his own shot. I think if you, oh, coming back next year, are you, who would you start next year at point guard, Marcus Smart or Terry? Um, especially, you know, just assuming for a moment that you're bringing back what you have. You know, you want Jalen in the lineup. You want Tatum in the lineup. You want Hayward in the lineup. You want Horford in the lineup. Uh, You see Terry being a starter in that situation? And so if he's not a starter, then he's just going to be back to the same old Terry. He's going to be upset. He's going to be, you know, the problem is, the problem is he started thinking about his contract. He started thinking about, getting his and all the things that made him effective in the playoffs in 2018 sort of went out the window. You know, he's a great energy player. Well, the energy went out of his game. You know, he, you know, his rebounding numbers stayed about the same, but he wasn't, he wasn't hitting the glass the way he did. He was, you know, he, he's great when he's picking up guys full court, but I mean, how often over the course of an NBA season can a guy do that? Um, I just thought the all the other aspects of his game disappeared. I've, Danny, I'm sure, is counting on those things all coming back and, you know, playing a role in what he does. Um, but Ter- Terry is going to be in for a rude awakening at Restricted Free Agency. I mean, they offered him Marcus Smart money last fall. Danny doesn't, you know, Danny doesn't, offer that extension to a lot of guys but he offered it to terry and terry turns it down you'll you'll be lucky if you get smart money
2: now i don't think you will well there aren't going to be a lot of takers out there i i wonder what danny would give him again if you know presuming Kyrie leaves what uh because we know like marcus smart didn't have a market and no. and danny still gave yeah. him more than he had to to bring him back almost in a in a Show of good faith and how much he loves him, and it worked out. Marcus, you know, stayed healthy and and had the best season of his career. And and he's a he's a motivated guy that that I think will continue to improve and and get better. And that shot's going to continue to fall. I don't think last year was a yeah. fluke. But Rozier, I I don't know what that money looks like, and I don't know if if Danny is going to to do him a solid the same way he did Marcus.
3: I think Danny would actually do him a solid. That's kind of the scary thing. I mean, because <laughs> Danny does like him. Yeah, um, you know, and the money they ended up paying Smart was sort of what they offered them, back right in October. Yeah, a so, couple million more. Yeah, and you know, I could see them going that way with Terry, especially if Kyrie's out the door, and you can't really go after free agents. I mean, that's that's an option. You know, it's an option to bring Marcus Morris back. I think Marcus Morris. Said, you know, you need more guys like him. I think uh and here I'm getting into the whole thing, well maybe you know, maybe the summer is a bust and you have to just move forward with what you have and hope that Gordon Hayward is somehow gets better. Uh but I think, you know, you gotta you gotta bring more of an edge onto your team. They lost their edge. They were a soft team this year.
2: Well, we know that uh, Danny is, is at least he says anyway, outwardly, and, and why wouldn't he you expect him to, that he's bullish on Hayward going out and having a, a real big bounce back year, a great year. He's a big believer in, in right. him being solid two years removed from that leg injury, which he will be come opening night. Do you agree with that? Right. I mean, or do you or do you I think do. that's just, you know, real hope?
3: I think, well, I think that's another one of the things of whether you're whether that's hope or not, I think that's one of those things that you're sort of stuck with. You know, you're dependent on Gordon Hayward improving. Mm -hmm. And he is, he's in the gym every day. He's, he's committed to getting better. Um, You need him to be a more consistent shot maker. Uh, I thought the, and he wasn't alone against Milwaukee, but one of the disturbing things in the Milwaukee series was he just lost his will to attack. You know, he had, you know, Milwaukee did such a great job packing the paint against them. Um, you know, almost too good a job, you know, the, this, the Celtics just lost their cohesion offensively, but I, I think Gordon, you know, you need him to be as much a shot maker as to be a playmaker. So, you know, the. I guess it's kind of frightening to think that this is what you're going to have next year, but, you know, you're going to have Hayward and Tatum on the floor and Jalen, who will be your attacker. That is, is that enough offense to go into the season with.
2: Doesn't sound like it.
1: <laughs>
3: no, no, no. I, you know, it's, uh, that's why I, I, that's why I think you have really got to be looking for another kind of trade, uh, something that nobody's thinking about. That that's, Danny's known for those, and I I would not be surprised if that's the direction he goes.
2: Yeah, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be uh, well, it's it's going to be just just really fascinating how uh, how all this stuff plays out. I know I'm I'm going to let you run because you you've been here uh, a while, but I let's let's end on this. Uh, well, I don't know if it's a high note, a low note, or or somewhere in between. But Paul Pierce, uh, I, I know you know where I'm going with this. He brought up uh, the uh, – well, let's let us let Michelle Beadle uh, tell us exactly what happened.
4: Paul here 11 years ago today, wheelchaired off the floor for reasons he will keep to himself.
0: <laughs> I have a confession to make. Whoa. I just had to go to a bathroom.
1: I number a number one or a number two? But why did you need a wheelchair to get to the bathroom? It was that bad. I, was,
0: something went down. I had to, <laughs> go to the oh, you were streaking. Okay. Anywho. you huh? uh, Injury.
2: <laughs> so what's, what's really amusing about this, Mark, outside of obviously, you know, Pierce talking about this, is, you know, you go back, you look at that photo, and, and... Pierce the the whisper into Ed LeCerts ear, the trainer, and how disgusted uh, you know Tony Allen's face is, and all the other guys that are involved in that picture, yeah, and yeah. and the fact that this had you know, like this this had been a rumor for a while. This this had been out there. This wasn't just Pierce brought this up, and everyone's oh my god, this is so funny. Like this, you know, at least I don't know if this was quietly a rumor or if this was outwardly a rumor, but. But people had been aware that this was a potential story for a long time, going back to that Game 1 of the NBA Finals back in 08. You know, to to mm-hmm. return in, in such a triumphant way only 10 minutes after being wheelchaired off the floor. Had, had you been familiar with the, uh, the potential pooping the pants story?
3: Well, you, uh, you know, you heard little whispers, as you say. I mean, you know, as it turns out, it was probably the most exuberant reaction to a guy coming back from a bathroom break in the history of sports. But it's sure, but he he also tried to walk it back the next day. Yeah, leave. on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. The only pooping I did was on the Lakers. Right. Day. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> right. Right.
1: Right. He, he's
3: yeah.
2: Uh, Do you think you think he's full of crap, literally and, and figuratively? Then is what you are saying.
3: <laughs> I, think, I, I think I think there is truth to it. Sure. Sure. You know. I mean. Although he, he sort of played it up. There was, uh, like, the, I, I want to say it was the next year. Uh, we were we were in the airport in New Orleans going to the All-Star game in Houston where, where he won the three-point contest. Mm. And, you know, there was some talk about his knee being a little tender, and there was some, some conversation, much like Kyrie this year, about, you know, should Pierce really be taking part in a three-point contest if he's not feeling good. And I'm, I'm sitting in the terminal, and all of a sudden I hear this yellow mark and I turn around, and it's Pierce in a wheelchair wheeling around the terminal. <laughs> okay. And it's like uh, he goes, oh, no, I'm just messing. But then he keeps wheeling around, and he had one of his cousins with him. And the cousin actually in – early boarding wheeled him onto the airplane okay so that yeah so he, he you know he, yeah. he get a lot of mileage out of that
2: oh I mean still even he uh, the, when, Jimmy, the Jimmy Tunnel appearance was just pr- priceless oh even when he was on uh, Area 21 with KG and those guys a couple years back yeah. he had uh, yeah. you know he, he was sitting in a wheelchair at the gift from those guys but anyway yeah we could yeah. go on and on about that but Murph I really appreciate you uh Give me the time, as you're always kind enough to do. It's going to be a really interesting offseason. I'm sure we will talk again at some point here coming up.
3: Okay. All right, man. Thanks.
2: A lot of great stuff from Murph. Always is. And be sure to read him in the Boston Herald because he, like Steve Bullpet, his colleague there, those two guys are often at the forefront, locally among those that break news concerning the Celtics team. Very tapped into the organization. Been at it for decades. Have that direct line to Danny Ainge, the bat phone. So... Murphy, you'll remember, was all over all the Marcus Smart news last year. He's the one that was, you know, coming out with stories left and right about that stuff, someone that you could actually turn to and rely on. So I expect nothing different as it comes to this coming off season, which is, you know, in some ways already started, in other ways just a few short weeks away, and there's going to be a whole lot of noise between now and then, most of it, at least for Boston, surrounding Kyrie Irving. So... This show brought to you by betonline.ag. Go to clnsmedia.com slash Celticsbeat. Use the promo code CLNS50 for a 50% bonus on your first deposit. Today's show also brought to you by Quip. Go to quip.com slash Celtics and get your first refill pack for free when you buy your first electric toothbrush. Thanks again to Mark, to my producer Evan, also to Nick, Larry, John, everybody at CLNS Media, and of course, You, these off-season shows, there are for you as much as they are for anybody else. All the shows are for you. You know that. But these off-season ones, I know these are the ones that you like to interact with the most, more so than talking about a game here, game there, road trip, whatever. It's the bigger picture stuff that we concern ourselves with here on Celtics Beat, and you guys are always tremendously involved, and we appreciate that. You can interact with me on Twitter. Love hearing from you, at Adam M. Kaufman. And please, of course, subscribe to Celtics Beat on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever else you find the show. Go to uh, iTunes, just search Celtics. You'll find us, we're right there. Leave a comment, leave a rating. We greatly appreciate it. We also appreciate Gino because no matter what happens over the course of a show, he is our happy place. Just close your eyes, listen to the music, picture him dancing on the Jumbotron and think of better times when KG, Paul, Ray all got along and there was a championship being won by the Celtics and not just all of the other teams. All right, see you later.